Welcome to First Star Let's Chat, an athletic therapy podcast. I'm your host, James Gardner, certified athletic therapist, certified strength and conditioning specialist, yoga instructor, human being. This platform, for the pros, by the pros, anybody in the performance space, and beyond. Welcome here to share in the stories of professionals, experiences, journeys, learning along the way. It's a platform to connect, to network, and to be a part of a community that cares with conversations that matter, experiences that resonate, and generate ideas, thought-provoking, organic dialogue, passionate probes. Brought to you as always by First Star Therapy, Mobility Tape, Epic, and Benchmark Athletics. In association with the Canadian Athletic Therapist Association, it's First Star Let's Chat, an athletic therapy podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being a part of it. Okay, we're back live in the Exhibitor Hall here in Tel Aviv, World Congress 12. Um, wrapping up today, but lots of good stuff happening and lots of good stuff happening uh, around the world and, and taking events in the athletic space and highlighting our profession. So I have the honor of sitting down with you again, Kathy Derringer, the president of the NATA in the United States, to talk on an event that took place January 2nd 24-year-old professional football player, second season in the NFL, um, playing with the Buffalo Bills. He was hit, DeMar Hamlin hit, went into cardiac arrest on the field. Um, and so the story goes. And um, first responders on the scene, ATCs, the medical staff for the Buffalo Bills, highlighted some of the things that we can do, but definitely highlighted the things that we do better than anybody else in the world in primary response. Cardiac arrest is a thing that not all of us will experience in our careers. Kathy, what did this event do within the NATA? What sort of interest did it spark in the US? Obviously we heard about it, Sports Center. everybody knew about this event, it paused the game. It, it literally canceled an NFL football game, which I don't think has ever happened before sure. when it happened. So um, I'll let you run with that and take that wherever you want to. Sure. Yes, yeah, so um, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm a huge football fan, American football fan, but I wasn't watching that game that night. Um, and as soon as it happened, I, I got phone calls, phone calls from other ATs, phone calls from our NATA staff. Are you seeing this? Have you seen what happened? And, and as everything started to transpire, you saw a, a rehearsed response to a life threatening emergency that was led by athletic trainers. Um, the, the first AT who recognized what was going on started CPR within 30 seconds. And we know that with cardiac arrest, if you can get there within the first minute, there's a there's a great chance of, of survival. And that AT made that recognition and, and that whole emergency action plan leapt into um, execution. and. So all of those pieces leading up to that had to be in place as well, right? And what it did for our profession uh, across the country and around the world is highlighted what we do. 
um, on a national stage. And in speaking to the athletic trainers who were there that day, um, very humble. I, I was doing my job. It's what athletic trainers do around the world. And, and, and they're right. But to do it on a national stage with that kind of pressure really highlighted who we are and what we do. Um, so as an association, we, we watched and we waited patiently because of course the most important thing was, was DeMar okay? Is, is he going to come out of this event um, well? And, and, and then once, once he did, yes, recognize that it was that early response that, that really had an impact on, on this young man's life and, and on the profession. And of course, we saw the grassroots media coverage in all of these small universities because are in these small communities because the question kept coming up. Yes, that happened at an NFL game where there are 29 medical providers and, right. and they all know exactly what to do and they're ready for anything. But what if that happened down the street at a local high school that may or may not have an athletic trainer, may have an athletic trainer that's part-time, may have an AED or not? And aren't those athletes just as important to make sure they have every opportunity to survive a cardiac event or another emergency that might occur? And so how do we how do we continue to communicate what we do as a profession better than anybody else, um, especially on a sports field, to um, protect the health and safety of those athletes? Yeah. And. What a job they did. And I think like having worked in the space, having been in the space, having watched that game, um, amazing, amazing response time. There was a recent one in, in world soccer play as well, um, a cardiac arrest where the on-field response was so well done, um, built a border of humans around the event so that TV couldn't have access to that. And just those little pieces. And, and I know practice makes perfect is a thing that gets thrown out in the sport, but perfect practice makes perfect. So the value of an EAP, the value of doing these things on a regular basis, is this something that you would talk to on a regular basis? And then take that a step further. I know the NATA conference is coming up and you'll have some very special guests yes. um, presenting this type of information. Yeah. I, as I mentioned, it all started with the emergency action plan. So, and having a medical timeout before any event so that everybody is on the same page. What are the hand signals that we're gonna use? How do, you, how do you communicate to the ambulance that we need you on the field right then? And then even more as important is, are those emergency action plans being rehearsed? And we heard that, um, we, had the, we heard that in concert from our high schools, is that, yeah, we have an emergency action plan, but you know, our coaches were never really committed to rehearsing it until this happened. And now they want to make sure that their athlete has the best chance of survival as well. So now there's a little more buy-in across sport. Um, and being able to continue to, to give that message to parents, to coaches, to athletic directors, to school administrators, let's give those athletes the best chance of survival that starts with an athletic trainer and then the collaboration and communication between that entire team should an emergency occur. Um, and yes, at, at NATA, at our National Convention and Expo in Indianapolis next month, we're very pleased to announce that the, the athletic trainers for the Buffalo Bills will be our keynote presentation. Amazing. They'll be sharing their story. Um, they've, they've become celebrities, um, probably unwillingly, um, but have embraced it and, and what it has meant for the profession to talk about 
what it was like to go through that and how to help other organizations at every level to have that same result should an emergency occurred. We're we're thrilled to be able to to host them. Amazing stuff, amazing captures and um, an opportunity for continuing education and to revisit some of those things, as you said. Sometimes the EAPs get brushed over. Sometimes they don't uh, get practiced the way that they need to. Sometimes those medical minutes are just enough for people to say, hey, what are the hand signals? Let's just talk about a sudden drop. Let's just talk about these things so that at least it's out there. We're at least thinking about it in the back of our mind. We know that we're well prepared for these things, um, but to talk about it and have it as an educational opportunity for the globe on this stage, um, making the best of what could have been a tragic event. Um, Damar released from hospital nine days after the event, and I think he's been cleared for um, returning, returning to, football. to football. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure the ATCs uh, with the Bills will have a, a plan in place and a monitoring system in place with their medical people as well. And um, if nothing else, again, highlighting the profession and just how valuable it is. So Kathy Deringer, president of the NATA, uh, appreciate any time that you can spare. I know it's uh, a few and far between the minutes here and you got lots to do here uh, for the remainder of the conference. So um, thank you again. I'll just let you wrap up however you wish and um, feel free to plug those dates for the NATA as well because, uh, uh, um, or at least the event of it, right? The NATA yeah. is where it's in Indianapolis this year. In Indianapolis, I believe it's the 23rd to, through the 26th. Yeah, well, we can plug in it and have people look it up too. Yeah, right sure. And um, <laughs> tremendous opportunity for athletic trainers and athletic therapists to come together and to become better clinicians um, through professional development. But even more importantly to me is having the networking opportunity and making those connections across the profession around the world. And we appreciate you again, taking the time and for all your hard work and connecting us with everything. And um, I look forward to seeing you hopefully in Indianapolis or, or maybe even later on today. Yeah, Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this community. Check us out online, firststartherapy.com. That's F-I-R-S-T-A-R therapy.com. Or email us with feedback, consult at firststartherapy.com. C-O-N-S-U-L-T at firststartherapy.com. On Instagram at firststar.therapy. And our podcast host at letschat.at. This is First Star Let's Chat, an athletic therapy podcast.